from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor, along with Gary Miller. It's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. All right, Skinny, out of practice today, we saw the running backs introducing themselves to the new guy, Reed Sinnott. Uh, what does he bring to this camp until Joe Burrow comes back? It's camp arm. I mean, normally you have three quarterbacks. Some might carry a fourth sometimes, but two quarterbacks is not enough to get you through camp, especially with all the drills you have to do with wide receivers, the reps you want to give, first, second, third team guys. You need at least three quarterbacks to go through that process, and so that's what he is for now as a camp arm. But that being said, if you're a camp arm that proves himself, and then this was supposed to be a battle of Simeon versus Browning for the backup role, does a guy like that then push for a practice squad role? And I think that's probably all he's hoping for at this stage of the game is for that opportunity. I truly thought they were going to sign Drew Plitt, who's been on this roster before, right. knows the system. He had one of the great preseason performances we ever saw last that's year right. in preseason game number three, uh, the way he performed. And I thought he'd get a shot at He's a local guy from Loveland High School, too. But they see they saw Reed Sinnott a couple years ago with the Dolphins. He played preseason game number three here, uh, passed for over 300 yards, I believe, in that game for the Dolphins. So he has a little bit of tape on him, and I'm just going to guess that, hey, for him, it's the opportunity for them to need a camp arm desperately. Yeah, I was going to add, you just hit the nugget that I was going to get you for was that preseason game as a Dolphin because he's been on rosters, but he's never played an NFL game. He did get in one game for the XFL, although he was hurt for the San Antonio Brahmas uh, last year and played on, he was on the Eagles roster right, last year. Right. So the guy has some, there's something they love about him, yeah. at least in this kind of role. Now, the bigger news was the reason he's here, number nine, Joe Burrow has the the calf strain. I wasn't in the locker room. You were. What did you see? Yeah, it was interesting. I was talking to Drew Crispin. We'll get to him in just a second because he was back today and discussed his medical situation. But walking by and I look and I see this guy in kind of a hoodie talking to Ted Karras and he's got his head out and I looked for a second. I thought, that looks like Joe Burrow. And I kind of peeked around. A couple other people walked by and we kind of looked and said, that is him. So he talked with the lineman for a while. Then I was wondering, okay, does he now see us in here? Is he going to get up and, and show us either how bad he's, his walker gait is or is he going to show us that he can actually walk? And a few minutes later, he got up and walked to his locker. Right? It's nothing to, to say he's back tomorrow or next week or whenever. But, hey, him moving around, seeing him moving around, seeing him at least you know looking, feeling normal a little bit. He did have a compression sleeve or wrap or whatever you want to call it on that, that right calf. But that was at least, I think, a little encouraging to see because reports initially were that he was around here on one of those little scooters with his leg up and right. take some pressure off of it. And here it is, what, Thursday to, to Monday. He's, uh, he's up and at least walking around a little bit. Good sign. We know from the appendectomy and the catastrophic knee injury that this is a great healer yes. that we no, have right. in Joe Burrow. There was a big rumor that broke early today out of Peter King's column that Joe Burrow was going to join the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins in the next Netflix series of quarterback. He thoroughly, he was asked about it last week, denied it. Where do you think that stands? Yeah, I, I think from all I understand is that Peter King was, was surmising, boy, if this was how that season of quarterback would go with Joe Burrow in it with the injury and then how he came back from the injury. I think it was more him surmising. Um, I, I, I think Joe was extremely truthful last week. I think in time he'll know the time is right when he will do maybe that documentary. Uh, the time was not right. We've not seen cameras from them out here. Right. There, there's nobody sneaking around with a camera that would be them either. So I think it was more honestly, like I said, Peter King surmising, oh, this would be an interesting Wouldn't way it? for this, for this sure portion Netflix to go. Netflix would love it. Exactly, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think that was the case. And I don't think it was Peter reporting anything out of school. I, I think he was more surmising. Yeah, that misinterpreted this to some yep. degree, and you know how the blogosphere oh, yeah. is, it everybody picks up on it. Now, we mentioned Drew Chrisman, who, uh, what did you learn, you talked to Drew, what did you learn about his malady? Yeah, he said it was a medical procedure, it's something he's been dealing with since he was 10 years old, and, and he did, I said, do you want to 
discuss what that is. He said not at this time, but he feels much better. I'm hoping to get back to punting uh, some point this week to get in the competition. And we all saw the picture with the, the scratched head. He actually tweeted it out, so it wasn't something out of school. And I mm -hmm. said, I'm guessing, did that happen in the fall? He said, yeah. He goes, and it happened in the facility, and they have turf in, in the workout area. And he said, I landed on the turf and, and kind of bit the dust and, and got that scratch. But he looked great, um, sounded great. I, I talked to, to him about, you know, are you apprehensive that, that maybe you're falling behind in the mm -hmm. competition? Talked to Darren Simmons a little bit about that. I think there's enough time for him to get back into the competition. But for Brad Robbins, it's a chance to, to showcase himself right off the bat and kind of maybe put his foot one step ahead of Drew. So tough spot for Drew, but good to see him back. Good to see him healthy for sure. And maybe in due time, we'll know exactly what that was. He said whatever the procedure was, was minimal, minimally invasive. So that's, a, that's at least a good thing. And again, it looks no worse for the wearer, to be honest with you, other than that bump on his head. Right, which doesn't affect the punter too and, much. And he had a hat on, so you couldn't even <laughs> see it today. So. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see Drew by the end of the week. That would be great. The other injury news, and last week we were worried about all those scratches on his neck. We wanted to know if Orlando Brown Jr. and that little dust up they had in the first day of practice had caused it for Trey Hendrickson, but he said it was just guys pulling him off and pulling his jersey, but he did miss practice today. Yeah, and, and normally that's not overly alarming because guys, veterans especially, would get a day here right. and there off, but he was given Friday off. It didn't look like, if I remember right, he didn't do a whole lot on Saturday. They had Sunday as a team off, and then to be getting another day off seemed very weird, so we asked to talk to Zach about that. He said it's minor. It's a minor lower body issue. They're going to ease him back in as the week progresses, so I don't think it is alarming, but it's always worth asking the question of because, again, veterans, we saw DJ Reader miss a practice last week. They gave him a veteran day off. That'll happen in a long week, but coming off of a day off, usually you're not getting another day off unless you're a veteran that's coming off something. And obviously uh, he's dealing with just something very, very minor, but he is dealing with something. We talked a little bit about Reed Sinnott. How do you like the way they're going to do the quarterbacking between Browning and Simeon? Yeah, and it's interesting because Reed Sinnott got zero snaps with the team sessions today, and understandably so. I'm going to guess he just saw the playbook for the first time well, yesterday, for goodness sakes. So that would be a big ask. And a lot of times even you won't see all three quarterbacks, even if Joe Burrow was back, you might not see Browning or Simeon participate in some 11-on-11 sessions. The three sometimes don't do that. Um, yeah, you Maybe you'll mix him in a little bit, but he's just going to be a drill arm. But I thought, you know, today was Jake Browning's turn to go back with the ones. He had some good moments and some not-so-good moments, some balls that were thrown behind guys. I thought the cornerbacks were sticky in coverage again other than a couple of plays. One of the probably highlight plays was the deep ball to Jamar Chase in which D.J. Turner got his head around just a hair late, couldn't recognize the ball. Jamar did a good job. He's so good at You've seen him do it. He slows down enough to get the cornerback on his hip and then re-accelerates and made a good catch for what would have been, what do you think, a 70-yardish touchdown. Right. It was going to be a, a long touchdown play. Got a big play. reaction from the crowd, yeah, too. Yeah, they love seeing that kind of stuff. Except so that they was were demanding ball. a gritty. Yes, they were. I, <laughs> I don't think you, you see you that didn't practice. Hear it or, yeah, you're not going to show up anybody in practice doing, doing the gritty. Not at this point. You might show up the Packers if that's the case on uh, next, next Wednesday. But, hey, I mean, th these guys got to start stacking reps and they got to start stacking quality reps. You know, I, I will also say, again, the pads will go on tomorrow. But the defensive line, I thought at times, really got the best mm -hmm. of the offensive line. Joseph Osai got a tackle for loss on a running play. Sam Hubbard beat Jackson Carmen badly on a pass rush. The blitz got to the quarterbacks a few times. Again, they can't tackle them to the ground, so they complete right. the play, and they throw the ball down the field sometimes. But a lot of those, I would say three to five, Gary, if I had to go back and my, look at my notes, out of maybe 20-odd pass plays, we're probably going to end up in sacks. I thought the seven-on-sevens, the coverage was really good, and that's a that's a really positive sign for what some of these young corners. We saw DJ Ivy again today continue to stand out. out. He has stood out. I mean, he was great on Friday. He was even better on Saturday in the in the thing inside the stadium, and then today he got a chance to run with the ones a little bit, and I think that's more just rotating guys through to see what you got, but for him to get elevated to rotate some snaps with the ones, I think it's a, a tribute to what he's done to open some eyes early in camp, and he's a seventh-round pick. No, we're looking forward to pads, finally, to get a little more real fun, football little action, fun. but uh, 
The most physical play I've seen so far was Jamar Chase and Cam Taylor Britt, who go at it every day, and Jamar took the worst of that yeah. one today, at least. He sure did. It was, an, it was a, an out route, and I think that might have even been a scramble play, too, but it was to the sideline right in front of where we were kind of sitting and watching, and Jamar's got great, strong hands, and it looked like he was going to win that battle, and Cam Taylor Britt just ripped it out. Jamar went tumbling head over heels. I'll be honest, he landed... 10, 15 feet from me, and boy, his head hit the ground. It sounded awful. But then he does a reverse somersault, pops back up, and he's fine and goes back to the huddle. But that was that was that was a really physical play between the, the wide receiver and the cornerback. Stanley Morgan was involved in another physical play, I think, with DJ Turner on something similar to that. But the one you're talking about was probably the most physical play of the day for sure. Uh, Zach Taylor told us last week not to make anything of it, but Jonah Williams and Jackson Carmen, where do you read that at this point? Yeah, and, I, and I'm trying not to read too much into it. I, I'm going to hopefully talk to Frank Pollock tomorrow. Um, I didn't talk to him today. I know a couple of reporters requested him today and talked to him. Um, the thing I guess I'm going to read into it at this point is it sounded like they were going to go day on, day off, day on, day off with the ones. They were all going to rep. But so far, if my count's right, it's three days with the ones for Jackson, one day with Jonah, and then Jonah also sat out of practice for a rest day. Maybe it was more to see again. Uh, let's just see what we got in Jonah before we make a determination on, all right, let's go full-fledged forward with, with Jonah. Um, I would guess leading up to Green Bay, it'll be one-on-one off again, or maybe we'll see all Jonah. Once the pads go on, maybe it's all Jonah. Maybe Jackson didn't show enough to get reps with the ones. Again, he got beat really badly today by Sam Hubbard, got beat another time. Again, that's going to happen in camp. I don't yeah. want to over-dramatize it, but he did get beat. And and uh, I, I am a little surprised that they haven't gone each way, and uh, that was addressed, too, by Zach, as you mentioned, um, you know, saying not to read too much into it. So I'm trying not to, but it was – when you said it was going to be one day on, one day off, one day on, and suddenly it's three to one, that seems like either you're trying to definitively see what you've got in Jackson or you're not believing in Jonah anymore. And I don't think it's the latter. I think it's more the former of just seeing what you got with Jonah. That's the oh, kind with, of with Jackson, sorry. in-depth analysis you can only get from Skinny. We have it for you every day of camp here on the Skinny Podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Pads come on tomorrow, Wednesday a day off. So we'll see you for the hitting portion of the Skinny Podcast on Tuesday. For Gary Miller, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Training Camp Edition, presented by Blake, the Attorney Maislin.